Welcome to the green screen of death. My name is Adrian. My name is Bill. We're on episode 92. 92. Finally. We've been in the 90s for a while, man. (laughs) I I think by 2022, we might hit 100. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Stuff's been happening, though. Like, life happens. And we were both sick last week. We were going to record last week. It's been, what, like four weeks since we recorded? But yeah. we were going to record last Sunday, and Adrian texted me, and I couldn't get out of bed. I was so sick. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. And, you know, once again, if people want to pay us to do this show, I'll get out of bed when I'm sick if you yeah. cut me a check. But exactly. But until that happens, I'm going to stay in bed. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. Same here. Sorry. <laughs> Same here, dude. Uh, what have you been up to since the last time we recorded? Not much. I'm officially on holidays. That's right. For the next month. Same here. I'm going to a film festival. You're going to TwitchCon. TwitchCon, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to VIF. Uh, it starts next Thursday, probably about the time this is posted. Yeah. And I'm going to see 90 films and. 14 days that's awesome dude that's yeah. crazy <laughs> uh, stay, stay tuned for podcasts uh with me and marina antunes on after the credits atcpod.ca yeah and uh i heard a rumor that adrian might show up yeah and we might maybe record some shit there that would be cool yeah that would be awesome if we can swing that bring some friends in yeah, and, yeah. why not yeah because yeah i plan on going at least one day and maybe closing day if i get if i'm feeling crazy a little little bonus content yeah ford versus ferrari would be amazing to see yeah we, we saw that trailer today and i think adrian dug it <laughs> i was like fuck right after right after the trailer and he's like that's on the final day of vif right I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah uh marriage story plays the night before that but yeah. that'll that'll be more accessible yeah it's it's gonna be a fun time it always is i'm super happy to hang out with a bunch of people i love so right on uh i can't wait Hell yeah. And I'm exhausted. Work is oh. killing me, and I'm happy to have a month off. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll also maybe try to fix my life during that time, maybe find a better job. There but you go. There we go. <laughs> Instead, I'm probably just going to watch movies yeah. and play video games. Hey, that's a good plan, though. Yeah. That's a good plan. I got to ask you. In your professional opinion, what do you think of the new t- new Tool CD? I enjoy it. It's so good. Yeah, I've been digging it, man. Yeah, uh, after they they put finally put all their music on iTunes, the new CD finally came out. It's only been twelve years. Yeah, yeah, twelve years. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a really shitty drummer in high school, mm-hmm. played in a couple of bands really badly. Okay, and Danny Carey is my favorite drummer of all time. Oh, cool. And that Tool album, Danny Carey is a fucking beast yeah oh my god yeah uh just it's like he plays songs twice as hard as he's supposed to yeah yeah that's That's true with weird timing and Mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah i I love tool they have to come to vancouver let's hope so yeah i it'll be my fourth time seeing them yeah i love tool wicked yeah it feels like they recorded it 15 or 20 years ago and i think that's a compliment (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's all, all their albums kind of sound the same. Yeah. But I kind of like that. Uh, they're great, though. Like, yeah. you can't deny how incredible they are at what they do. Yeah, they, they are the proggiest of the prog rock bands. Hell yeah. Taking over the mantle from Rush. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Liverpool is uh, amazing this year. Yeah. Manchester United is not. <laughs> Damn. We're in fourth, though. That's true. <laughs> and you're in first. Yeah. But you haven't dropped a point. That's right. And I'm already seven points behind you. <coughs> yeah, well, I think we face Chelsea this weekend. Ooh, nice. So it should be a should be a spirited. So you'll win 4 nothing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. 
Uh, but you never know, man. The Premier League, any team can show up. Yeah, it's been a weird year. People have been losing like crazy. Yeah. Tottenham lost again today. Oh, they did? Yeah, it's the second loss of the season. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm just kind of getting uh, just kind of getting ready for festival season. Hell, yeah, dude. Shout out to all of our friends at Fantastic Fest right now. Yeah, man. It's, it looks like they're having a lot of fun, which is the main goal, right? Yeah. As I said before, um, I had a... a super fan badge in the queue yeah i was literally a button push away from going to fantastic Fest, and, I, and i just couldn't do it yeah i thought about it i'm like the dollar is so terrible yeah against the american dollar like we're losing at least 30 cents every dollar yeah yeah maybe more probably more and yeah. i and i just i'm just like i can't do this it it's gonna cost me a fortune yeah and i and i, I I felt bad. Like mm-hmm. the, the the opening night, I was like, "Fuck, I should be there." Mm-hmm. But then I kind of was like, "You know what? It's always next year, yeah, or the year after. It's not going anywhere, exactly." So, yeah, and you know what? It is. <laughs> it also isn't the same without Adrian. That's true. Because yeah. we record shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it, travel together. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like when sports teams travel together, right? Because have I mentioned that I'm really afraid of planes? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember joking with you. I'm like, I'm gonna open this. You're like, fuck you. I'm like, okay, okay, I won't. <laughs> the evil death eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, we. We, we fly first class because we're big, big, tall dudes. Ballers, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, we can't fit in the regular seats because we're so freaking tall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we always go to the, 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 the lounges. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like five beer before I got on the plane. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then started drinking on the plane, too. <laughs> I was having such nerves. Damn. It was bad. That's crazy. But hey. We got there in one piece. We did. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. next year, man, maybe we'll... I'm thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your brother seemed down, too. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's also not the same without Kyle. That's true. Yeah. He goes hard, and man. And Sarah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were, that, that was, a, that was the, the best of the years that I've yeah. gone. Just when we were all there, it was, Definitely. It, was all, it was all awesome. Yeah, Sarah's got that calm presence. Yeah. Just like me, I guess that's why we get along. So, so the exact opposite of your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the balance, right? Yeah. Kyle goes pretty hard. But he can't drink alcohol anymore. It, the, the funniest thing about Kyle, we've, we've probably told the story before, but... On the final night of Fantastic Fest, we didn't know where Kyle was. Oh, yeah. And we had a plane to catch. Yeah. We were freaking out, but he made it. <laughs> I was I was panicking, dude. Fucking Kyle. <laughs> That's right. He's probably listening. Fuck you, Kyle. What up, Kyle? Oh, you should watch this YouTube video called When You're Named Kyle. It's, uh, did you ever see the guy who does those YouTube videos? He does, uh, he does this one called Where's AirPod, AirPods Once? And he acts like a total douchebag. Nice. And, uh, Kyle, he, he's like just this total douchebag and like doing all these childish things and vandalizing things and saying, fuck you, dad, and all this stuff. <laughs> it's so funny. Nice. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm preparing for TwitchCon, which is next week. So by the time this hits the, uh, the airwaves, so to speak, I'll be in San Diego at TwitchCon with some friends and I'm excited this year. I'll, I'll know more people this time around and I'm going to be doing some more networking when I'm there. So I'll try to get some, you know, get maybe get some sponsorships or 
get those conversations going. He's, he's going to come back and be like, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, uh, I'm just too big time for you now, <laughs> and I can't do this podcast anymore. Too big time. Yeah. I'm getting there. Me and my friend Ninja <laughs> are going to be doing a podcast together now. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, I, I booked my first voiceover job uh, a couple weeks ago, which was really exciting. Congrats, dude. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, so I auditioned for uh, a narrator job, and the movie is a, docu- it's a documentary based on Stanley Park. So it's one of the biggest parks in Canada. A lot of history there, and it's about the whole history of the park. And uh, you'll hear me um, voicing that that documentary that's gonna freak the crap out of me when i'm at a film festival and i'm watching (laughs) i'm watching that documentary and all i hear is you talking yeah that's right but it's gonna bring bring a tear to my eye (laughs) that'll be crazy right because if if i had a soul yeah if you had a soul (laughs) that's i never thought about that because like we have so many people who are obviously into movies we're doing a movie podcast we have, and it's stanley park it could, yeah they could play a viff yeah that's true yeah it, easily it, play a viff <laughs> yeah i don't know the release details or like when it's coming out but uh, i'll be recording it over the course of october um so they gave me the script it, it's lengthy man it's huge well you better get me a screener <laughs> i will for sure <laughs> definitely I'm really excited though, man. I, I started crying the instant I got the email because they they were like, "Oh, we'll contact you by Labor Day weekend." And I was going camping on the Monday of Labor Day weekend, so I was like, I didn't get an email. I was like, okay, well, I tried. You know, I'm getting my name out there. I auditioned, uh, and I I got the email as we were setting up our campsite on on that Monday, and. Uh, I, it's a moment I'll never forget. You know, Sarah's there. I started crying. She's like, what's up? And I was like, I, I got the part. Who died? <laughs> Who died? Exactly. Uh, my IT career. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it pays okay. Like for, for my first job, it's a pretty decent little payday. So yeah, that, I'm excited. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I uh, wish you nothing but the best. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And doing this podcast has definitely prepared me for all that stuff. And I, I still think you could make a run for it too, man. I've had Kyle tells me you have an amazing voice too. And I've had other people tell me they love just listening to us talk. So uh, we have good chemistry. <laughs> it's true. Because guess what? We're actually friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a couple of randoms getting together recording a podcast. Yeah. Like we actually have conversations <laughs> with each other that don't involve movies. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely helps. Uh, so, and yeah, there, there's your podcasting tip. Um, do a podcast with one of your best friends and let it, the rest take care of it, itself. It might actually sound better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. I, I've learned, I've heard some podcasts out there where it's just, it's very clear that they're just there because they're either two names that, uh, have recognition and, uh, they, you know, people, it's, people follow them. It's so weird too, because we always say if you're going to do a, like a new podcast, record a bunch of episodes and get your flow. Yeah. Because we didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the MK, MKHB? Um, oh, not yet. Uh, the first hit, uh, show of his. Yeah. That new one, Waveform. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, really? They have no flow. Wow. And they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And it sounds terrible. Huh. Wow. 
Second show was better, but the yeah. first show was awful. Wow. And I'm like, you're like a massive professional yeah. who does this for a living. Yeah. And your first podcast sucks. Oh, damn. Yeah. I I have it on my phone. I just haven't yeah. listened to it yet. Oh, yeah. You're in for a treat. <laughs> damn. It's going to make you feel like we're like, like the greatest. Yeah, that's right. Because we are. Yeah. But that's not me bragging <laughs> or anything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we do nothing but hit home runs here. You know, but it's true. Like, Marina and I do podcasts once a year. Yeah. And we literally start recording and it's like instant. Boom. Because yeah. we're friends. Exactly. We talk. We yeah. know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we've done it for a while. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's super easy talking with her. Yeah. Just like it's super easy talking with you. We just exactly. shoot the shit. Yeah. Like, totally. Like, literally, I have a page of notes here and none of it makes sense. So I don't <laughs> yeah. even look at it. I, yeah. just, I just usually just talk. So. Yeah. Well, it helps to write it down because it gets it burned into your brain. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of the same way. My notes are so small today. I don't know if I'm going blind. Oh. And I have glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I could barely read it. This could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into it then. Do you have anything else? No, that's about it. Okay. That's so, pretty long. Yeah. No, that's all good though. That's one of the, it's one of those episodes, right? It's a fourth or fifth catch up episode in a row. Um, it's pretty good for us though. It's only been a month. <laughs> that's right. Not seven months, but a month. Like, what do you want from us? Like regularity? <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? No, it's not happening. <laughs> But I think at best, we might only be a week late next time. Yeah, I think so. And and if I'm feeling super good, we might not even be late. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll have tons of VIF stuff to talk about. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. And Adrian will talk about how he became a superstar with Ninja. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The, the the brown ninja is what I'll be. <laughs> the brown ninja. <laughs> I should change my name. That'd be funny. The brown underscore ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So let's get into the, uh, I guess, the next section of the show, the rant. This is where we talk. We rant about anything movie related. For me, it's usually social media. For you, anything goes. Uh, how about we start with your rant? All right. So my rant is, is kind of a, a, a Canadian thing, but uh, this really big film fest just happened. Yeah. Do you know what this, uh, this one called TIFF? I've heard of it. It's big. It's big. <laughs> it's expensive. It's ex- yeah, exactly. Um, and TIFF made a really big stand this year that they kind of were about last year, but were kind of softened. But this year they were super hard about it. No Netflix films at Cineplex theaters in okay. Canada. And for all of our, our American viewers, Cineplex is the theater in Canada. Yeah. There's a couple other ones, but they're the main theater. Yeah. They will not play Netflix. That's crazy to me. Period. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. No Netflix. It's the future. Yeah. How can you not support the future? Yeah. They have the money. They make movies. Big, big Martin Scorsese has Mm -hmm. a movie coming out with Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty soon we'll be talking about going to the local Netflix. Yeah. (laughs) They are taking over. They have the money. They are the future. If you do not embrace the future... You will die. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple. Yeah. And uh, I like going to see movies in Canada, so please don't die, Cineplex. But at the same time, don't be dicks. Yeah. You're being dicks. Oh, big time. Yeah. Rent out. Yeah. And there's been some great Netflix movies, and there's more on the more Dude, on the way. There's so many this year. Marriage so, Story is a Netflix movie. It's a Noah Baumbach <laughs> film. Yeah. He's a pretty big director. Yeah. 
yeah, they have a lot of stuff. And it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's very short-sighted. It's crazy. They they will eventually cave. They will have no choice. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, my rant is also sort of a distribu- distribution thing. Most people, or maybe, I don't even know if most people are aware, but Disney acquired uh, Fox and um, 20th Century Fox, whatever, yeah. Fox Studios, all of the Fox. Yeah, and Fox Searchlight. And Fox Searchlight, that's yeah. right. So they have everything Fox, including their movies, of course. Um, now Disney is, uh, they're not letting their movies, the Fox movies, play at like second-run theaters like uh, Rio Theater and other smaller chains that rely on, what are those called, rep screenings? Yeah, rep screenings. Um, where, you know, people want to maybe watch the Die Hard movies, um, or you want to watch Fight Club at Midnight? Yeah. Nope. Not happening. Fox. No. All the Fox movies. And you said there's only one they're letting out. Rocky Horror. Yeah, during Halloween. Halloween. Because that's that's the Halloween movie. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, they're saying no. And it's going to hurt these theaters that, you know, Fox isn't the only studio out there um but they've got a lot of titles that play really well at but, but, midnight shows. but when you put it between fox fox searchlight and disney that's three majors that that does encompass a lot of the older movies like yeah. that's oh, a yeah. lot of stuff yeah and and fox has a lot of freaking movies yeah it's pretty scary yeah um but yeah it's it's dumb. It's it sure, is. It's, once again, they'll probably cave after a while because I don't think they want to see theaters go out of business either. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's that, that that slippery sword. Like you're you're literally killing their business. Yeah, and it's it sucks. And they're having a hard enough time as it is. Yeah, like, getting people to go to a theater is tough. Yeah, like I we went and saw Ad Astra. We, we just got out of it, mm-hmm. and it was surprisingly full. Yeah. For yeah. a matinee? Yeah. I, like, usually I, I go to a matinee on a Saturday and there's 20 people. Yeah. There was maybe 100, maybe more than that. Yeah. And I was quite shocked. And one dude passed out and, and we, we were worried for his health. And we thought he was dead. <laughs> the theater employee poked him like he had a stick and was like poking the guy and the guy was not moving at all. Yeah. It was kind of freaky. Actually. It was scary. Yeah. Almost as scary as that dude who fell down at the screening of, uh, what was that? Heineke film at VIF. Amore? Amore. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. That's my rant. That's your rant. Fuck you, Disney. Fuck you, Disney. Uh, You ready for the first review? What are we going to do first, sir? Uh, Let's review Ad Astra. James Gray's new film. James Gray. Yeah, the director of The Lost City of Zed. Yeah. Which was kind of a... uh, You either liked or you didn't kind of Yeah, we championed that one, though. Yeah. The Immigrant. Did you you see The Immigrant? Oh, I didn't see it. Good film. Two Lovers. No, I didn't see good that. Good film. I like all his films. Okay. We, uh, we Own the Night. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the Yards is really good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, Brad Pitt, Ruth Nega, and the great TLJ. Hell yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, is looking old, friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know how old Tommy Lee Jones is, but he's, <laughs> but he's been 60 for about 40 years. Yeah. He's starting to look pretty old. Definitely. But he's still, he still classes the place He up. does. Uh, an astronaut named Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to find his missing father. Oh. Thank you, IMDb. Sign me up. Wow, this movie is incredible. It is. Uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't really kind of think I... It would be a like a kind of very simple meditation on family and, and trying to fix 
family problems. Yeah. But it's this giant space adventure <laughs> where Brad Pitt goes across the universe to try to find his dad. Yeah. And it's incredibly simple. Yeah. Nothing makes you go, oh, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's a space movie. You, yeah. you kind of expect that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly simple and incredibly watchable. Yeah. And man, did I freaking love this. This yeah, is man. my movie all damn <laughs> Hell day. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's one of my first takeaways, too, is a lot of sci-fi movies in general are really tough because they've got to try to appeal have marketing appeal they've got to appeal to the masses and with sci-fi it just goes without saying that they do some really complex things and things that you and me are not trained to understand (laughs) Uh, but in this one their actions and motivation is is broken down in such a simple form that you can follow along really easily and it doesn't feel dumbed down. So that was a really tough balance I found. Like when Brad Pitt was doing stuff, when he was in danger, you could see what he was about to do. And when he pulled it off or or didn't or, or whatever, not once did it ever feel like it was unrealistic or ridiculous. Because it didn't set up unrealistic rules. Yeah. All these movies always set up rules and then end oh, up breaking them. Yeah, that's somehow. true. Like, because, yeah. because it becomes unobtainable Mm -hmm. this movie is so simple yeah everything as you said is you see it happening and you're like oh you don't laugh at it you just like oh that's yeah yeah that's doable yeah brad pitt's incredible he is this is the year of brad pitt yeah um yeah he's he's great in this one uh tons of emotion uh and he's and he's a big time movie star on this film stoic oh yeah uh good looking dude yeah uh just acting his ass off yeah and uh brad pitt i'll say it once i'll say it again (laughs) is the most underrated actor of his generation i think so because he is that damn good looking yeah and it just Makes them lesser in people's minds. Yeah, I can see that. And it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I still think he's going to win the Oscar for the Tarantino. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. And I wouldn't be pissed if he got nominated for this. But yeah. nobody will watch this film, so it's fine. I'm, <laughs> yeah. still, I'm still shocked this went wide. It, it is crazy, right? And it's right? making money. Yeah. Because of Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, what I'm, I'd be really curious to revisit uh, the Lost City of Zed because that one is, I think, has a lot of parallels there. Um, you know, a man exploring, and then uh, that man becomes a father, and he has a son, and his son wants to explore as well and explore the unknown. And uh, I think there's a lot of parallels there, and I'd love to connect the dots. Kind did, of didn't thing. his son become Spider-Man? <laughs> he did he did his son became spider-man yeah uh just just for the record though charlie hunnam is no brad pitt no but he's really damn he, good he's in that. good but yeah. man he, he is no brad pitt <laughs> yeah uh also in the movie is a really underrated ruth nega oh dude who has a really kind of vital role in the film yeah and yeah. she just is she's she's on preacher the tv show yeah she's really great in it she needs to work more because she's freaking great yeah uh yeah one of the uh, most underrated actresses going today. Mm-hmm. And what can I say about Tommy Lee Jones? He comes on the screen and just classes it up. Yeah. Uh, another pivotal role for him. He's great. Uh, Hoyt Van Hoytma shoots a living fuck out of this film. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah. There's a reason why people love using him and he is great. Uh, and yeah, uh, the score. 
Oh yeah. There's a freaking scene in this film that freaked the shit out of me. Oh really? And I didn't yeah. expect it. Like yeah. it's just it's it's one of those films where I kind of thought I knew where it was going and it kind of went that way. And then sometimes they would do stuff to like get me out of the mood and mm-hmm. freak me out and just beautiful. Yeah. It's one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah. And I just saw it and mm-hmm. I really want to watch it again. Yeah. But man, I freaking love this film. Oh yeah, it's same here. Five out of five. And I haven't given a lot of them this year. Yeah. And uh yeah lovely right on dude yeah yeah they definitely uh subvert subvert your expectations when you're going into certain sequences expecting one thing and uh man they really take it in a lot of different directions and it all makes sense like it all has purpose and i love that choices are made by the characters and they all make sense um character motivation is there and that's not easy to do in a big movie like this i'm also really getting tired of people comparing movies to other movies like when this premiered at venice everybody was talking about how just because it had voiceover it was like a terrence malick film oh really <laughs> and, and i'm like well after the film adrian and i started talking and we both compared it to another film yeah because it is kind of like that film but it yeah had, but we're, we're not like rushing out telling everybody it's like this film yeah how about you just let people actually watch the film and adrian and i made our own thoughts on that yeah after the film not because it, it, it's like the thin red line because it has a voiceover and there's a boat or like shut up <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a terrible thing that happens it's been happening a lot lately and I, I think it's one of the laziest forms of film criticism is to compare it to something else um i know what you mean by that and it, it drives me crazy yeah just let it be its own thing yeah it's really good yeah How about you just enjoy it yeah for what it is yeah a really great film yeah yeah and this one's a blend of a lot of things, man. Like there's there's action, there's suspense, there's thrilling moments, uh, suspenseful moments, a uh, bit of romance in there. Yeah. Um, Father son stuff. There's a lot of religious overtone and undertones in there, which I didn't, I wasn't expecting that, and uh, it's not like that it bothered me or anything. But I was like, oh, okay, we're doing that here. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. I really enjoyed it, though, man. It's an incredible movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, see it. It's very small. Yeah. Even though it went wide. I don't... It's And it made more money than Rambo this weekend, which is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. More on Rambo later. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is this is a great film. Hope yeah, everybody gets a chance to see it. If yeah. not, uh, when you catch it on Netflix, you'll be like, "Why didn't I see this in the theater?" It's yeah. so spectacular. Yeah, definitely try see it on the big screen if you can, the biggest format you can. Yeah, we saw it in IMAX, and I talked about how I wanted to hear it in, in Dolby Atmos. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because that'd be incredible. Yeah, but, uh, maybe that's next week for me. Yeah. But yeah, great film. Cool. All right, let's move on to our next movie. Uh, This one is called Parasite. Parasite. Why don't you tell us about Parasite? Bong Joon-ho, the director of Memories of Murder, The Host, which I'm not a big fan of. Okay, I haven't seen it. I'm that one guy who doesn't like The Host. Okay. Everybody loves that film. Yeah. Got me, man. Uh, Mother, Snowpiercer. We've talked about Snowpiercer before. (laughs) And the really great Okja. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All unemployed, K-Tex family takes particular interest in the wealthy and glamorous Park family for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident. Sorry about this. Kang, Ho, Song... 
Sun Kin Lee and Yu Jian Zhou. Yeah. Damn. I, tr- I tried, friends. I tried. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> uh, was that our last episode where I talked about it in Lightning Round? How yeah. I, I was, and I, I could barely talk. I was yeah. just like so freaking blown away by this film. And yeah. I really wanted Adrian to watch it because yeah. it's just so freaking good <laughs> from a guy who just makes really great films. Yeah. And he finally got rewarded. He, this film won the Palm Door at Cannes, friends. Hell yeah. And it's freaking deserved. Genre yeah. films do not win the Palm Door. Yeah. This is a genre film. It is, yeah. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. You liked it. I love this one, oh, man. Oh, so good. It's it's incredible. Like, I love how Bong Joon-ho continues his commentary on class system and uh, haves and have-nots. And I thought Snowpiercer fell short of that conversation. I thought a lot of lost... It, I thought it lost a lot of momentum at the end. And I guess it kind of makes sense that it does in that movie, but it just didn't connect with me it, it, the way it did with other people. But this one, just like grand slam home run uh just phenomenal um yeah the, the talking about the class systems and how you have the dirt poor and the super ridiculously wealthy right um they're communicating but they're not communicating and it's interesting that we're all the same species we all speak the same language but man how easy is it to miscommunicate and how easy is it to manipulate one group by just telling them what they want to hear it's it's crazy to me and how you would automatically assume that the people who are rich are the smart people yeah exactly but the people who are the poor people are like street hustlers and they're freaking smart and they know stuff yeah they can do anything yeah to assimilate into Mm. a situation and this family assimilates into this other rich family by doing jobs for yeah. the family. <laughs> yeah. One's a chauffeur, one's yeah. a teacher, one's blah, and just it go, keeps on. And the whole family's entrenched in this family. Yeah. And it just gets more hardcore every minute. This film <coughs> has no problem ramping it up, ramping it up. Yeah. And then just fucking. Mm, yeah going for it it's oh yeah he bong's a master man yeah uh just an incredible filmmaker he, he's he's one of the best filmmakers in the world right now uh and not only is this film just incredibly fun to watch it is incredible to watch oh yeah it is so well shot mm-hmm. uh korea is a dirty city man mm-hmm. and they live in the dirtiest part of korea yeah in this like a basement thing yeah. and the first scene in the film they get fumigated by like this gross like chemical yeah and the dad's like oh we'll just just let it they're gonna shut the windows shut the windows and he's like no let's just fumigate our house yeah these people don't give a fuck yeah. they just cough and they keep <laughs> on keep on going yeah they steal wi-fi they do they, these guys are just like jay-z in the they're, 90s man yeah they're folding pizza boxes yeah. for a living hustlers they do whatever the fuck they need to like just to survive. And <coughs> one of their friends tells them, I have this uh, opening. I, I'm tutoring this girl. Do you want to tutor this girl? And so the guy does it. And then it, he just adds more into it. Like it's always an opportunity to do something else to improve them. Yeah. And the rich people are dumb. Yeah. Even though they're smart. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like it's the class stuff is, is so well done. It has like a just incredible ending. Oh yeah! It, it just, it, and after watching this film, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, same here. 
Yeah. Just, I just, I just, I just kept on dissecting it and dissecting it. It is such a brilliant film. Oh yeah, uh, it might be the best film of the year. Yeah, I'm not saying that yet, <laughs> but man, it is a really good film. It is. Uh, it is incredible. Um, it's killing everywhere it's playing too. Like yeah. it's, it's just, I'm shocked it didn't win. Uh, <laughs> The audience award at TIFF. Yeah. It yeah. came in second. Oh, really? It's playing Fantastic Fest. It's playing VIF. Can't wait for all my VIF friends to see this film. Hell yeah. It's going to destroy it, VIF, Hell man. Yeah. Going to destroy. Uh, yeah. It's, it's And all the acting is great, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the son lived in Vancouver for like 15 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. At, at, at the TIFF press conference, he's like, comes out and like everybody's talking in Korean. Mm-hmm. They pass the mic to him. He's like, yo, what's up, Toronto? Oh, no. He's like, oh, my God, you speak English. <laughs> that's cool. He's like, yeah, man, I used to live in Vancouver. Oh, huh, that's cool. Yeah, so cool. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. If you won't say it, I'll say it. It is the best movie of the year. Yeah. Um, I'll be shocked if I see anything better than that. This really? Year. Yeah, yeah. I will be legitimately shocked. It's really good. Even knowing the movies that are coming out between now and the end of the year, uh, <laughs> the feelings I had while watching this movie, like I was laughing one moment and then I was crying the, the very next. Yeah, he doesn't play, man. And then this I was film. doing, yeah, and then you do a mixture of the two in the next scene. <laughs> and um, it's just like, um, what really got me is, is in life, generally speaking, in painting and broad strokes, in life we all make choices throughout our lives. Um, and some of the choices, um, I, I think that we don't take enough responsibility for the choices we make. Uh, but in this one, I think he's kind of challenging us to take full responsibility for the choices we make and to own up to these things. That's one of the things I took away. And uh, if you really want to get out of your situation, you can do that too. Uh, And that's up to you because nobody else is going to help you. Um, And if people do help you, they may not be the best people. You know, it's just life is so crazy, man. And like, there's, there's so many shady people, high and low. Um, and that's one of the things I kept thinking about while I was watching the movie and, uh, it's just incredibly ballsy, man. It's just, it's crazy, man. It's, it, the journey you go on and people have kind of hinted at it in the trailer and in their comments on social media. Uh, you really don't know what you're signing up for. And I, I love that about the movie. Yeah. Maybe don't even watch the trailer. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the trailer is fine, but like just going cold. Yeah. Definitely. And as I was telling Adrian before we started recording, a friend of mine compared this movie to Shoplifters from last year. Oh. The, the Coriata film. Yeah. Oh, shut the f*** up. <laughs> exactly. It's cool. nothing like it. The, the Coriata film is like this like completely different animal. Yeah. It's more about, um, you know, what would happen if these all these people got together that weren't supposed to be together and what would happen if it actually worked. Yeah. And what would happen if they broke that up? Would it be worse to bring them back to the regular people. It's, it's, it's a totally different film. Yeah. This film is just a fucking beast. Yeah. That one, that one's a beast too, but this is a, a different animal. It, yeah. It's Not its own. Freaking close. <laughs> yeah. As I said before, stop comparing <coughs> great movies to each other. Yeah. They're different things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not X movie meets Y movie. It is just Z movie is Z movie. (laughs) And the cool thing is, is that uh, Neon has a lot of plans for this film. Oh, cool. They want to get it to best picture, I think. Hell yeah. And I think it's definitely there. Yeah. Like if people watch this film, they're going to love it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this, the, weirdly, this could be like a multi Oscar kind of thing, like screenplay. I'd love to see that. They're not going to win actor or anything like that, but yeah. screenplay, definitely director, picture, mm-hmm. foreign film. 
uh, yeah. I'd love to see cinematography. Yeah, like yeah. I could easily see this being a four to five, maybe even six nominations for Oscars. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. Because foreign films never get nominated. Yeah. It, it should be like what Roma was last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, highest recommendation. Hell yeah. It opens in October. Yeah. Keep an eye out for it. Parasite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for my friends to watch it. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a killer. Wish I could be there, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be like 3,000 people watching it that night, too. That's cool. It's going to be so good. That's so cool. Uh, should we move to the next movie? Do you want to fight, sir? <laughs> I don't know. That depends. I don't know. I think you'll float, too. Yeah, do, do, do people like it when we fight about movies? <laughs> <laughs> I think they do, actually. Really? Yeah, they do. Because, like, I've heard people say it's boring on podcasts when both hosts just agree on everything but sometimes that's the way it goes like we're not going to argue just for the sake of argument okay i I lied i hated parasite oh yeah yeah yeah. oh it's trash does that make the show better (laughs) it does yeah totally (laughs) so we're going to talk about it chapter two directed by andy muschetti 27 years after the first movie aka the first encounter with the terrifying pennywise yeah terrifying uh the loser club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back to town jessica chastain james mcavoy bill Hader, and xavier dolan <laughs> yeah whoa xavier dolan's in yeah, this xavier dolan's in this film he is in this uh wow i was such <coughs> such a huge fan of the first one yeah and i remember we were in the this, this seattle airport recording a podcast and we talked about it oh we did and I remember how we were like just gushing over it because we were yeah. so surprised at how great it was. Yeah. And none of us expected it. Yeah, exactly. Which really pains me because I fucking hated this one. You hated it. I hated it. That's crazy. It's, I... it's, ex- it's the exact same fucking film <laughs> with grownups. There, yeah. There's no originality in it at all. I could yeah. tell you every beat that was going to happen yeah. because it happened in the first film. <laughs> and, I... but, but get this. Yeah. It's an hour fucking longer. It is. Is. yeah fuck it's i you know when people were freaking out about the runtime i was like i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna see i love this movie and i didn't have an issue with any of the runtime or any of the story but um, you, you had to admit like that film was like beat for beat the first film i reflecting on it i can see that yeah but it's all about the journey for me the journey yeah it's all about <laughs> the the feel the atmosphere and like um i i genuinely felt terror while watching this one i i will still say that uh bill skarsgård as pennywise still works like crazy yeah he's awesome he's incredible yeah like he's the best part of the film film <laughs> films uh, like yeah. he's he's the the best pennywise ever even better than tim curry or yeah whatever, you know yeah but man uh they they became adults yeah led by uh the the old spice man <laughs> isaiah mustafa oh is he the old spice man yeah that's hilarious yeah okay uh, but, <laughs> but he really grew his hair out and it became less attractive yeah that's right uh i don't get that i couldn't put a finger on where i'd seen him before yeah he's the old spice guy. that's hilarious yeah okay uh jessica chastain shows up just to scream a lot yeah uh james mcavoy uh gets a stutter yeah uh, he blends in uh yeah, Bill Hader just one-lining the hell out of the film. <laughs> hell yeah. He's quite good. He's awesome. Uh, but he, he he's there just for, like, weird comic relief. Yeah. 
And uh, James Ransone kicks ass. Yeah. he always kicks ass. He's great. He always needs to work more. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, I was shocked he was in this film because he usually is just in like little indie films. Yeah. But hell yeah. James yeah. Ransone. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's easily an hour too long. Like I, I think just, so, I eh? could have cut more than an hour out of this yeah. film and it would have been the same fucking film. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I enjoyed all the little uh, mini boss battles i loved those i was that's what really got me was man they, they had to upgrade some of those graphics so man some of those graphics were a little little uh nintendo 64 if yeah you know they're saying. playstation 3 uh cut scenes yeah but um you know like the the one with bill Hader outside in the park that one really got me because i just you know you kind of knew something was going to happen when things started happening i my my blood went cold <laughs> and uh, i felt fear during that but did you honestly think any of them were going to die just because because I be, be, so. because movies <laughs> like, i thought so yeah um they're talking about uh you know people who die in the movie and because you know it's it chapter two people die kids die stuff like that uh there's a death in this movie and i'm not going to say which one but you'll probably get an idea of what i'm talking about when i say that a lot of people are concerned about one of the deaths in the movie and how it's presented oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah and that that definitely put me off uh, that definitely, I kind of went, nah, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe, maybe don't do that. Um, and other problems that I, that I definitely want to acknowledge here is I, I had a good talk with Will Lindis, uh, from movie bears podcast, because there's a, a lot of, uh, the movie opens with a hate crime toward a gay man, old gay couple. And, uh, it's Xavier, that's Xavier Dolan's role. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's based on real events, but the thing is what they do with that is it's just there yeah. pretty much. And the language is really harsh. It is harsh. And I, um, and I, I, I get that they're trying to like make a point that it's really bad and all that, <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's just like sexual violence now. Yeah. I don't need to see it. Yeah. If it had some kind of bearing on the rest of the film, maybe. Like, they they could almost just say that my friend died of a hate crime. Yeah. And it would have been the exact same scene. Yeah. But but you wouldn't have shown it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's there to... And the thing is, like, I I worry about the people in the community who will be triggered by that because they have either experienced it firsthand or they have loved ones who have experienced that. And uh, to expose people to that kind of violence um i thought was pretty irresponsible yeah and just flat out sloppy yeah oh big time you have to be better than that yeah and uh you know they're one of the characters in the movie it it's hinted that that uh he's gay but it's never really stated and it kind of doesn't really go anywhere um and I don't know. I, it just felt like there was something missing there. Some kind of completion to that arc. I'm not sure, but it, like, it felt off. Like most of the film. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into specifics, but fuck the ending's terrible. <laughs> it is pretty bad. I, I acknowledge that. And holy shit, son, this film has more endings than Return of the Fucking King. It does. Oh my yeah. God. Like, yeah. this end, we're... we're, we're we're screaming past the two hour and 40 minute mark. And it's just like, no, there's more. There's more. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe I don't like this movie. (laughs) Um, No, but for me, yeah, it was just, it was just watching it and being in the moment and being scared. And uh, I definitely acknowledge that it has problems. And, uh, but at the same time, dude, 
we've kind of acknowledged that you're more like the 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 campy horror dude than I am. Definitely. And I just don't like campy horror films. Yeah. yeah. Um and this is pretty campy. I did like the first one, mm-hmm. but I thought it was way smarter. Yeah. Um you can't win them all. Yeah. Uh it's definitely better than than that than that Annabelle film I watched earlier this year. <laughs> oh shit. Uh but yeah, it's 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 a big swing and a miss for me. Swing and miss. Yeah. I could didn't really expect much. Yeah. Um but you know, make a better film then. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's always tough when we disagree, but I think it makes for maybe a, a bit more entertainment. Because um, yeah, so the thing is, anybody listening to this will have decided on whether they want to see it. We're not here to tell you what to do. Oh, and it made so much money. I it think, did. I think eh? everybody's already seen it. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's already made two hundred million bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, good for them. Yeah, Hell yeah! Yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's so many better Stephen King things that I would love to make two hundred million dollars. That's true. Like I wish, I wish Firestarter made two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I love Firestarter. Oh, nice. Yeah, great yeah. film. Love <laughs> yeah. that movie. Right on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Biggest takeaway is definitely uh, Bill Skarsgård. Um, his performance is—I I think it's one of the best in terms of if you want to talk about like motion capture, voiceover stuff. Um, it's super iconic now too. It is. Yeah, he's all. It's almost to the point where he is like Jason and Freddy level. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's well-deserved. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, you've probably decided, but now you have two different opinions to go on. Just remember that I'm definitive. (laughs) That's correct. That's always true. (laughs) Okay, so this part, we would normally fill in with Movie Club, but I'm a bad movie watcher, and I did not watch the Movie Club, even though I had a freaking month. Shame. Shame shame on me. Shame. Um, that's cool it's not, it's not like i didn't have another really awesome kick-ass movie planned damn that's right that's right whatever so. <laughs> maybe with another month i'll watch it that's yeah, all good yeah it's all good <laughs> so but, in, well, well, how many months did it take for you to watch spirit of the beehive like eight months or something like that something like that yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and I, oh I, wait no it was uh all, all that jazz all that jazz oh shoot i think i still have that don't i yeah whatever. i still have your copy on my uh <laughs> my tv stand I'll bring it next time. Um, I, I think Spirit of the Beehive was so long that I totally forgot the film. Yeah, that that's like, right. Oh, I don't hear, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So instead of uh, Movie Club, we'll just get into Lightning Round. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll start first. Sure. My list is pretty small. Um, Big Little Farm, I watched, finally. Or Little Big Farm. Biggest Little Farm. Biggest Little Farm. Uh, Holy shit, it's a documentary about a couple who, they what do they live in, like, L.A. or something like that? Yeah. And they want to create a farm that's self-sustaining and... um, Not only self-sustaining, but good for everything in the environment. Yeah. Including the plants, the animals, the water. The land. The land, everything. The air. Yeah, they want it to be, like... Everything to work in harmony. Yeah. And that's harder than you think. Oh, yeah. And and they've only studied it. They, ha- they don't have any experience with farming, but they have a guy who has farming experience, and they hire him to help them with his project. And he sounds like a weirdo. Yeah, he's a total weirdo. Yeah, like they, they think, oh, he must not know what he's doing. And the whole time you're going, who is this guy? What is he taking them for a ride here? Because nothing's working. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes time. <laughs> it does. 
And when they start to figure out how to farm and how to make things organic, it's just so beautiful. And the animals, it goes without saying, but there are a lot of characters in these animals. And uh, I was rooting for the men and deeply moved when emotional bits happen. And uh, it was filmed over the course of like many years, right? Yeah, and yes, there's an emotional bits about people making a farm. Yeah. Like, you, you think he's joking, but he's not. Yeah. Like, I was like bawling my eyes out. I know. I, I saw this months ago and I loved it then too. Yeah. And I was so happy that you, you finally caught up with it. Yeah. It's legit probably the best documentary of the year. It, I think so. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I can't see anybody not liking this film. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to just feel good, watch this movie. It's on iTunes. We, we bought it on iTunes. And it's hilarious too because like I walked out of there going like, why can't everybody just do this? Yeah. Yeah. But it just, it's, it just will never happen. Yeah. It's too much commercial shit going on and mm-hmm. yeah, Monsanto and all that stuff. But this is, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's an absolutely perfect <laughs> yeah. documentary. Oh, totally. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's as, incredible. As I said, glad you saw it. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Ready or Not, which I enjoyed. I, I kind of actually really liked it. Yeah. Uh, it was way better than I thought it would be. Same here. And Samara Weaving is a freaking action star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, it kind of went places I didn't think it was going to go. Yeah. It's way more violent than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's always welcome. Oh, yeah. And one of the surprises of the year. Yeah. And yeah. nobody saw it. That's true. That's, it sucks. Yeah. Because wor- it was definitely worth, you know, paying the 15 bucks or whatever movie ticket costs you. Um, I enjoyed it. The cast, like the... You remember the uh, sort of ditzy girl? She's... Uh, I think she was one of the sisters or something like that. Yeah. Um, she's in the show Letterkenny. Yeah. And the casting of her in that role is perfect. <laughs> I freaked the fuck out when I saw her on the big screen. I was like, oh shit, that's a girl from Letterkenny. She's amazing. And uh, I had a really fun time watching it. I went with Sarah. We both had a blast. Yeah, it, it was. it's a tight little film too. It goes by really quick. Yeah, uh, it's not a very long film, but yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's freaking hilarious. People too. are gonna, people are going to catch up with it like six months down the road. Yeah, and it's going to be a, a well thought of film. Yeah, I think it'll be one of those ones where people will be like, it'll be on like their October movies every year kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also saw Hustlers um, and enjoyed it. it. It's a good movie. I don't know, man. People sure made it sound like it won TIFF. <laughs> they did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like it's like going to be like a, a, a Best Picture nominee or something. Yeah. A lot of people saying um, it's very much like a Martin Scorsese film. That blows my mind. It's not. And once again, it's, 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 it's like the theme of this episode. Yeah. Stop comparing things. Yeah. This film is good on its own. Do not yeah. compare it to Goodfellas. Yeah. Or Magic Mike. Yeah, or something like that. Just yeah. let it be on its own. Yeah. On its own, it's a pretty good film. It's like a three and a half out of five all day. Yeah. Uh, it's very watchable. The acting is really good, including Constance Wu. Oh, she's a star in this. Who I think is better than J-Lo. She is way better and than J-Lo. Everybody's talking up J-Lo. Yeah. So, yeah, c- come for uh, come for Constance Wu. She's really good. Yeah. She's uh, she's incredibly uh, vulnerable in this film. And uh, just it really felt like I got a glimpse into her soul kind of thing. And J-Lo is good. Yeah, she's really good. But I found she 
did the most acting I've seen this year. Acting! <laughs> acting! And, you know, for some people, I guess, y- you need to see all the ingredients. You need to see the making of and the final product uh, for Constance Wu. It felt way more organic and mo- way more real to me. And plus, it's making money, and that's good, because yeah. a, lo- a lot of women were in, were in this production. Hell yeah. So that's really great. Yeah, Hopefully that shows that to to Hollywood that women can make films that and make sell mo- tickets that make money. Yeah, yeah. that's really great. Yeah, um, yeah, I I enjoyed it overall. You know, it, it's a essentially a heist crime movie and relationships and friendships and trust and communication and all that fun stuff. I just kind of wish it went a little further. Yeah, yeah, it seemed kind of safe. It did. Yeah. What really bothered me was the narration, the expo- exposition, and uh, the Julius Julius Styles. Julius Styles, yeah. The and I know it's based on like an interview and stuff, but like, just tell me the, just tell me the show, show me. Don't tell me. The story was going along great until that showed up. It still probably could have gone along great without having those scenes. Yeah. If they cut all of those and just showed me the movie without constant Wu, Constance Wu, like just spoon feeding you every feeling and emotion going into sequences, like that insulted me. She's, I was actually pissed she's off. She's an exposition machine. Yeah, yeah. It's such a lazy device, and that's why I find it unforgivable that people are are saying this is Oscar winner, best everything. It it's really damn good. Uh, but I think it has a lot of shortcomings. But, you know, I'm not here to, like, yuck anyone's yum. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I also finished Euphoria. Nice. And enjoyed it quite a bit. I, yeah. I thought it lost a lot of momentum in, like, last two or three episodes. I liked it quite a bit. You did? Okay. Yeah, yeah I just found myself, like, not caring about the additional characters. And uh, I was like, Maddie and all the others. So I was like, I, I don't really care about that group. Maybe I'm heartless, but... I'm going to try to be vague for people who haven't seen the show. Yeah. But the episode where the two who were texting and that text relationship finally meet in the park. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. One of the best moments on TV this year. Yeah. It was so incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I dug the hell out of that show. Yeah, man. And as, as we said before... Uh, HBO is not going away. Mm-hmm. Watchmen in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's going to be incredible. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Watchmen fan. Hell yeah. Um, even love the film, folks. Nice. Even love the film. Yeah, Even man. without the giant squid. Me too. <laughs> um, Me too. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope everybody involved gets more work as a result because it is a it's a fantastic show and uh it's it's stunning to watch like uh yeah there are some transitions and shots that just melted my brain throughout the whole season um so and i know my brother is a big fan too so cool man i'm glad you glad you checked it out yeah i'm definitely glad i watched it yeah along with the chernobyl oh yeah hbo is hitting grand slams yeah yeah, Chernobyl is incredible. Uh, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad because the what's the movie called? El Camino. El Camino. Yeah. So I'm, I finished uh, season two, and this time around, it really shows that Walter has just been a bad guy right from the get go, lying to his wife, constantly insulting Jesse, uh, feeding his son tequila until he pukes, and uh, you know, murdering Jesse's girlfriend essentially people make excuses for him i have i have a controversial comment here yeah do it bite me if you want uh, (laughs) does uh does skylar suck as bad on the rewatch no 
Because she's trying her best. God, she sucks. She. Uh, that's the thing, though. Look at it from her perspective. Her husband lies to her. I guess. As soon as... Oh, that's bad. Oh, I know, but It's mad. so bad. I, I, I remember when I watched it, I was just, oh, man, I hate her. I This time around, I feel for her. Yeah, okay. Because it's like, you're like, man, she's being kept in the dark. She knows stuff's going on, but he's not being honest with her. And... Uh, in any relationship, whether it's a friend, a plutonic friend, a romantic interest, that, that's going to be the downfall of any relationship. And he doesn't honor that. And I know it's tough because, like, he's breaking the law so that he can survive and get the treatment he needs. But it's just funny, like, how during the mo- during the show, he has friends who are willing, he has rich friends who are willing to foot the bill, but he's too proud to do that. And I get that. And, um... Uh, Remember his son even starts a fundraiser, like GoFundMe, before there was GoFundMe. And um, it's <laughs> it's crazy. You're watching season two. Yeah. Is that Tuco? That was season one. Tuco, okay. And and uh, the fallout of that was uh, part of the beginning of season Fucking two. Fucking Tuco, man. Yeah. Tuco was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's incredible. And the end of season two is when you get introduced to uh, Gustavo Fring. Yeah. So it's... Man, it's so fucking good. Gustavo Frank is on Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you gotta watch that, man. It's so good. I I gotta. So here's the question What do you think El Camino is? I have no idea. Is it, does it right after? Or is it like five years in the future? Yeah. Like, I would guess later because they're still, it, from the teaser we've seen, they're trying to find Jesse. Yeah. And, and uh, Skinny Pete won't tell them. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I think, obviously, you're not because you're rewatching it, but I think we all forget how awesome Aaron Paul was on Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Aaron yeah. Paul was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Say what you want about everybody else on the show. I My, my favorite character was always Jesse. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I cared about at the end of the show was <coughs> Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everybody was so out of control by the end. And I just, I'm just like, just let Jesse live. Like, yeah. Everything's going to <laughs> shit. Yeah. But yeah, I freaking love Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. And as we, as we said before, one of the only shows in the last few years that stuck the landing. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's tough to hit that, and uh, we've seen that in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much we anticipate something, um, it's it's tough to hit that landing. Uh, but that's what I've been watching lately, and uh, that's where I'm at with my Breaking Bad. Didn't have Bran. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. There you go. Hot take. <laughs> so I got a few. Uh, I got to see something that Adrian was really jealous that he didn't get to see. Oh. I saw Midsummer Director's Cut. That's right. Shit. How it, was it? It was way better than the original. Damn. Sorry, dude. And the original is incredible. I know. I liked it more. <laughs> oh, damn. And it's like a half hour longer. And usually huh. that would piss me off. But, yeah. man, it explains some more stuff. Oh. And uh, I really liked it. It played freaking great. Nice. It played like it was like a short, like tighter film. Wow. Just because I was so much more involved with it. Yeah. I don't know if it was just because it was my second viewing <coughs> and I kind of knew what to expect that it played better. But, right. man, it's a beast. That yeah. film is freaking great. Yeah. And the, the director's cut is only that much better. Like it's, it's, it's And it's not coming to Blu-ray. But if you buy the iTunes version, it's an extra on the iTunes version. Oh, really? You have both versions. Okay. So. I'll just do that. Yeah. Huh. 4K it up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, 
Have you read some of the tweets out there where people are mad that the director's cut is coming out because they don't think Ari Aster's put in his dues to have a director's cut? God, that has nothing to do with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, who cares? It's his vision. Uh, I'll definitely sign up to see whatever he wants to put out. Well, I, I read an interview with him, and he, he said his first cut of the film was like three hours and 25 minutes. Oh, really? And he was like, I almost liked that cut perfectly fine, like right there. I thought that might be the cut, but yeah. there's no way I could put out a three hour and 25 minute movie. That's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Like, who the hell am I? This this isn't uh, 1958. So he, <laughs> he did another trim and brought it down to the director's cut version. Okay. And he was like, this is my version of the film that has everything I want in it. And if I start cutting more stuff, I'm ruining the film. <coughs> okay. I'm taking stuff out that I don't want to take out. Yeah. And he took an extra half hour out of it. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. So the ver- the director's cut is his like preferred cut, and it is better. Wow. And I can't wait for you to see it. Because it was your number one film yeah. of the mid-year. Yeah. And I think it's going to rock your soul, dude. Damn. It's fucking great. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I hope we get to talk about it. Because I think it's on iTunes next month. Yeah, maybe we should even do like a special episode on it or something. A special episode of Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a special episode of the green screen of death. <laughs> spoilers! We present to you spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Skull. Skull. You, you pissed on my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Fuck that movie rules. So good, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we talked about Ready or Not. Uh, Loose. Uh, the new neon film. Okay. About uh, uh, Tim Roth and Naomi Watts. Oh, yeah. Uh, they adopt a child from a worn, torn country where he was a child soldier. Oh, wow. And they bring okay. him back to the U.S. and give him, like, counseling and try to get him, like, better. And they think they have succeeded. And he is now in grade 12. And he is the valid Victorian. He's the class everything. Everybody loves him. He's an African-American, but he has a dark side. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, this is the kind of film that makes you kind of question what you're thinking. Oh, wow. Because he's always throwing stuff at the screen that makes you think the narrative might be different. Yeah. And you think one thing might be happening with this kid because all this stuff is happening to other people in the movie. And you think he might be doing it, but he might not be. Okay. It's really twisty. It's all over the place. It makes you really think hard. And damn, is it a great film. Wow. I'm sad you missed this one. Damn. I think it's really great. It's wicked. Uh, like this, this, this kid almost comes off like, like Obama. Really? Like everybody loves him. Like Damn. They, they gravitate towards him. He's like the, the popular kid in the school. Yeah. But he's le- I th- legit. I think he's like super dark from that like child experience. And it's all hidden. And it's wow. fucking great. Huh. Uh, one, of the, one of the better films of the year uh, cool. that nobody has seen. So everybody, when it comes out on iTunes or whatever, rent loose. Or maybe it's still playing. Yeah. Check it out. Wicked. I really liked it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nobody's talking about it. So... <laughs> Everybody, loose. L U C E. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. Uh, super good. Nice. Uh, Brittany runs a marathon. Oh, yeah. How does this? With a super good G- Jillian Bell. Who's She's awesome. Underrated as hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this total partying club girl in New York um, kind of gets fat shamed by her roommate who's like super thin and. Oh. And. Uh, 
she's like, uh, well, fine, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to run a marathon. Okay. And all she does is like smoke and drink all day and doesn't work and s- sits on her couch. And she starts running very slowly, like around the block. Okay. And she's very terrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until she starts getting very good at it. Okay. And her self-esteem ke- ke- keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's a nice story. Cool. Led by the really great Jillian Bell. She's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. And she shows up in anything she shows up. She just elevates the movie, right? Like the story is a little cheesy, but she elevates it. Yeah. Which any good actress or actor should do hell yeah um yeah it's not it's not the greatest film in the world but i really kind of enjoyed watching it cool i think she's and um she has a love interest who's like a kind of a stoner guy he's really funny oh cool yeah i, I, right quite, I quite liked him too that's cool uh, but yeah it's 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 a it's don't rush to see it but it's mm-hmm. quite fun it's, it's yeah. a very good netflix film in six yeah. months you'll cool. enjoy it right on uh oof uh the life and death of john f donovan the new the new xavier dolan film oh that's right uh starring kit harrington (laughs) as a we'll just say kind of like uh the character john f donovan uh stars in like a a twilight tv kind of show where he plays like a a vampire or something okay yeah and he's very popular with people Mm -hmm. except for he's very depressed ah and uh in his depression he starts a pen pal writing back and forth mail thing with Jacob Tremblay. Tremblame. Tremblame. <laughs> uh, so, and then the Jacob Tremblay character, who's like 11, talking to this like 25-year-old male. Yeah. Uh, says in his class, John F. Donovan, it's my pen pal. And nobody believes him. And then it all gets really convoluted and <clears throat> becomes the worst film of the year. Damn. Uh, this film has such a tortured past. Jessica Chastain was in this film. Really? Xavier Dolan cut her completely out of the film. Wow. He cut this film so badly that it became nothing. Hmm. Supposedly it was an hour longer. Not anymore. Was this one delayed? Yeah. Because I remember years ago hearing about this. Yeah. Delayed forever. Yeah. Um, it's it's just really terrible. Uh, Jacob Tromley is so terrible in this film. You, you, will, you will love it. He has, he has this scene where he has to like cry yeah. and like do this like dialogue. Okay. I almost I almost want to get a copy of this film and just cut the scene out just to show it to you. Yeah. Because it will just it will do nothing to change your mind <laughs> on how terrible he is. <laughs> That's funny. And and Kit Harrington uh, for all of his like really you know nice hair and good looks is yeah. not a very good actor when he's not saying you know direwolf or oh. john snow <laughs> yeah. um it's 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 the worst film of the year damn and everybody warned me i was in vancouver and there was like yeah d- don't don't watch that movie wow but i'm like it's not gonna open in victoria yeah i totally want to see it you it's, gotta take a chance it's, it's xavier dolan it's, he's the chosen one he is yeah he made mommy. Yeah. He's the Canadian M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's the worst film of the year. That sucks. Uh, it's And, uh, oh, and the dude from Letterkenny, the toughest man in Letterkenny shows up. Oh, really? Uh, as Xavier Dolan's, uh, no, as one of, the, one of the guy's brothers. Okay. And he has this really weird haircut. Yeah. You'll laugh when oh, you see nice. it. Oh, nice. Just because Letterkenny is so, like, macho, it's the exact oh. opposite. It's hilarious. Did, did you know he was in Godzilla? Was he? Yeah, he was the guy who was instructed them on the Halo jump, actually. Oh, it, it, it's so insane. What's his name? Jared Kesso? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, Letterkenny is really fun. But, <laughs> it but is. Even, even if it's kind of running out of steam. Yeah. Um, oh, it really is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that movie's terrible. Do not watch it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I wanted to comment one more thing while we're on the topic of that movie. You you posted your disappointing tweet about it, and I was like, that's what you get for casting Tromblame in your movie. And I had a few few of your friends get mad at me for that. And I was like, they don't understand my history with Room. Yeah. And my, think, obviously, my friends don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said that in jest, and they're like, you're insulting a kid. Now, I didn't call him by name. I didn't tag his, I don't even know if he's on social media. The funniest thing about that whole thing is when I, I didn't even say the name of the film. I took a picture of the end credits. Yeah. And they said, I'm not even going to name this film. It's so terrible. Yeah. And then I wrote, you were the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I literally think that thought that he was like one of the great up and coming directors and he's made three bad films in a row. That's too bad. And the scary thing is, I have a press screening for his next film next week. Okay. When I go to Vancouver. Oh, okay. It's called Maxime and Maxime. Yeah. I suppose it looks way better. Mm-hmm. It's made, and it's not English. It's in Quebec. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. What was his last big hit? Was it Mommy? Mommy. Damn. Yeah. And that we'll was, always and, have Mommy. That movie is just genius. It's perfect. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that might have been your number one film that, that was, year. Yeah, it was my number one that year. Yeah. Is that like 2013, 2014 maybe? Somewhere around there? Back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw a documentary called Aquarella. Okay. Which is, um, and, and weirdly I saw it in 45 frame per second Hobbit vision. Hmm. Remember when the Hobbit was in 45 frames per second? High frame rate. High frame rate. Yeah. Uh, so the Van City in Vancouver, he, he the director wants it shown at 90 frames per second. Okay. But they couldn't do it. Wow. So they, they, the highest they could go was 45 frames. Oh, wow. So it looks, it was a, a documentary about people working on ice in the north okay and people falling through the ice and people getting rescuing cars because they try to drive cars over the ice oh damn and meanwhile the only thing cool about it was apocalyptica the uh the the band that started the 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 symphony that started like covering metallica oh right does the score oh sweet the score is rad it's all this like metallica sounding orchestra noises yeah and uh but the movie's kind of nothing damn but it looked really pretty and oh and it was in high frame rate. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, supposedly the Ang Lee film Gemini Man. Okay. Also, is it 90 frames per second? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm t- or, I don't know or, if or I'll it, even see that Or is it 120 one. frames per second? Oh, was it? Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think 120. The press screenings in New York for Gemini Man last week were at 120 frames per second. 3D. Really? Yeah. Huh. So. I don't know, man. Will Smith. He's in the same category as Johnny Depp for me, as far as, as far as I'm concerned. Did you see the Bad Boys trailer? Yeah. People freaking out, and it's like, release date, January. January. Oh, it's a January movie. If it was any good, it'd be opening on the 24th of December. That's right. Or, like, May August. 30th. Yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in the Will Smith spot, July 4th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they're burying that in January. What you gonna do? Oh, man. Uh, um, Will Smith. Yeah. The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, shit. How is this? So good. Um, it's such a small film, though, to the point where you're almost expecting it to do something, but it never does. <laughs> okay. And, man, do I applaud that. Yeah. It's, it's just a really small film yeah. about this this guy who, him and his friend, um, the one friend has a house in San Francisco that he, his dad built. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the house anymore, but um, he thinks he still has to upkeep it. Okay. And he literally goes there. People live in this house. Yeah. 
but he goes and tries to fix the house and the people are freaking out like oh. fuck off my property like throwing shit at him and um it just kind of breaks down into this like completely different story than i thought it would be okay meanwhile it's incredibly small yeah and very contained and maybe not for everybody but it's really beautiful cool it's incredibly well shot the score is incredible nice uh play it loud if you see it because the score does freaking pumps man nice uh yeah it's one of the best films of the year um from a completely unknown filmmaker mm-hmm. and man check it out <coughs> itunes yeah uh, itunes yeah will recommended that one yeah very highly yeah too, it's, so. it's, it's an incredible film cool uh i saw apocalypse now the final cut oh how was that apocalypse now <laughs> yeah it's one of the greatest films ever made <laughs> hell yeah um it's a little shorter than the redux version oh it is okay um, the plantation scene has been cut a little bit okay i hated that scene in the yeah. redux it yeah. felt really pointless apocalypse now in its original form is flawless sweet he didn't need to touch it but it looked really good like man that 4k transfer is incredible that, on the big screen i can't wait to get the uhd of that <laughs> yeah still the greatest opening to a movie ever yeah just that like forest and you hear the the helicopter blades and then the fucking napalm comes down the, yeah the doors kicks in oh hell yeah this is the end <laughs> yeah. oh so good damn yeah one of the one of the greatest films ever made movie magic yeah, yeah. uh even though it pretty much almost killed francis ford coppola that's right and, and martin sheen he had a heart attack during the movie oh he, i didn't know that you know the, you know in the opening scene where he's like punching the mirror yeah uh he did that for two hours straight and then had a heart attack what the fuck and they had to like stop production for a month damn yeah that's crazy there's a really awesome documentary on apocalypse now if you okay. haven't seen it yeah uh yeah check it out <laughs> it's really good apocalypse cool. now was like one of the most fucked up filming movies ever yeah, it sounds like it yeah you uh, notice how those happened a lot in the 70s yeah it's <laughs> something about that era the 70s well because everybody's making hardcore films then. <laughs> yeah uh so jesus uh the, <laughs> the goldfinch <laughs> oh yeah uh ansel elgort and nicole kinman oh yeah that's uh, right it's a really big book okay people love the book yeah supposedly it's a really thick book too okay and they must have missed a lot because there's a lot missing from this film oh damn it's just really not coherent yeah um uh, friend of mine described it best it's like all the actors are talking to somebody else off screen oh really yeah damn yeah it's 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 awful huh uh completely avoid that one and everybody has yeah it bombed oh it did after the tiff screen they should have played it at tiff yeah everybody saw it at tiff and just shit on it oh really and then everybody didn't go and see it damn it's really bad uh super size me too oh holy chicken yeah yeah uh so last time he <coughs> just ate mcdonald's for a month oh dude this, this time he's like um i'm gonna open a f- fast food chicken restaurant yeah uh it's okay spurlock's a good like he's he's engaging yeah he's he's definitely got personality yeah the movie's not bad i just found out why this this was supposed to come out two years ago oh it was it played at tiff two years ago okay but uh spurlock got a little uh me too'd oh huh. so the film got delayed for over two years oh shit yeah i, I forgot I, about I, that. I guess he talked about how he might have been a bit of an asshole to some of his staff yeah mostly female yeah and he got me too'd and uh so yeah, they, they delayed the film for two years. Wow. Now it's coming out now, but yeah. uh, puts a little bit of a stink on the film. That's too bad. Yeah. That's it's, sad to hear. 
it's not bad, uh, but it's 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 watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about hustlers. Yeah, and last but definitely least, <laughs> saw this last night. Yeah, took one for the team. Took many bullets for the team on this one. Rambo. Yeah, Last Blood. Oh shit! Uh, wow. <laughs> this might be the second worst film of the year. Really? Uh, the, the Xavier Dolan film. Damn. Um, yeah. You, did you ever like wonder what where Rambo was thirty years later? No. <laughs> He's now living in the country with an adopted family. Okay. And uh, yeah, bad people come to him. Did did he rescue them from some third world country? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember in, in Rambo three where Rambo uh, helped the Taliban? Oh yeah, do you yeah. remember that one? Yeah, uh, that's a good time. I'm sure they're trying to forget that one. That aged well. Yeah. So it becomes like a freaking saw film at the end, where <laughs> all, these, all these bad guys come to Rambo's house, and Rambo must have like hung out with Laurie Strode from Halloween because oh. Rambo's house is completely prepared with yeah. like underground tunnels <laughs> and traps and people getting like destroyed by like everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's huh. so terrible. Does, does he uh, have a microphone? He's like, I want to play a game. <laughs> Do you remember how the, uh, the, the first Rambo film, First Blood was all about him not wanting to hurt people? Yeah. They, yeah, They man. came at him and he just defended himself. Yeah. It was, and it's a freaking classic yeah and it's like one of the great like action films ever mm-hmm. and he stallone is so good in it so is brian dennehy yeah uh but man this one is freaking terrible and it's like legit 67 minutes and then like 10 minutes of credits where they show scenes from the old movies oh seriously yeah huh including the new one <laughs> what the fuck yeah it, with the slowest credits you've ever seen to wow. the runtime huh it's awful <laughs> everything you've heard about it is it is that bad wow i I'm, I'm angry that i like didn't spend money on it yeah i used scene yeah. points yeah because so, i couldn't i just it's no i yeah. can't pay for that that's crazy yeah but huh. yeah that's like the second worst film of the year that's too bad yeah so that's... yeah don't don't see rambo don't last see it. okay yeah i will skip it and that is it damn <laughs> that's a that's a clip right there. Yeah. Thanks for taking one for the team there. It was funny. Adrian was streaming on Twitch last night. Yeah. And I d- dropped into his Twitch channel. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch you play this game mm-hmm. to get the stink of Rambo oh, off, right. off my brain. <laughs> yeah. Watch me play Life is Strange and make all the bad decisions I made. Nice. Uh, that makes for fun entertainment, though. People are freaking out over the shit that happened. <laughs> and I'm like... It's a video game, bros. Yeah, it's interactive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got some movies coming out. Uh, as we said, we're going to be away for a bit. Maybe. Don't quite know when we're coming back. Yeah. But uh, probably three weeks. So I got three weeks worth of stuff for you. Hell yeah. September 27th, Abominable. Oh. It's the newest DreamWorks movie about a... a, a Abominable snowman who gets, I'll skip. <laughs> who gets who gets caught in the city and they try to get him back to his home. Okay. Yeah, I'll be skipping that one too. Yeah. Uh <coughs> Judy. The Judy Garland biopic. It's a biopic oh, we're not gonna watch. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> actually I'm seeing it on Tuesday. A press screening of it on Tuesday. Name uh, one good biopic. There is no there is no good biopic. There is no good biopic, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Renee Zellweger getting really good reviews. Okay. But I heard the movie's really not good. Okay. Her, she's really great, though. Yeah. So I'll probably see it just for her. So it's the help. Yeah, I do like her. 
Yeah. She's, she can be good. And, I, and yeah, I'll check it out with an open mind. Mm-hmm. October 4th, finally, Joker. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah. It's got it's got some good reviews behind yeah. it. It won the freaking uh, Venice Film Festival. It won the Golden oh. Bear at the Venice Film Festival. Oh, but didn't you hear? Uh, it's going to empower lonely white men to do violent things in the real world. Did you hear that? That's kind of like blaming video games for violence. Totally. It's the exact same thing. So so they're not allowed to watch Taxi Driver either? Okay. <laughs> Don't watch Taxi Driver. Okay. Yeah, those people haven't seen that movie for sure. Totally. It's not like it's a classic or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix like disappearing into a role again. Yeah. Sign uh, me up. Looks really great. Other than it looks like a, re- a remaking of The King of Comedy. Yeah. The Scorsese film starring Robert De Niro. Yeah. And Robert De Niro is in Joker. <laughs> he is. Playing the, the Jerry Lewis character. Character, yeah, and Joaquin playing the Robert De Niro character, exactly, which is awesome. <laughs> King of Comedy is wicked, yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be great. Bring it on, uh, Lucy in the Sky, which everybody said was the worst film of TIFF. Oh, really? Uh, Natalie Portman is a astronaut who comes back and has PTSD. Okay, uh, everybody says it's really terrible. Damn. Um, except that they, they say Natalie is pretty good, but the movie's awful. Okay. I'll check it out myself. Uh, Pain and Glory, the new Pedro Amadobar film. Oh, hell yeah. Which is that VIF. Oh, it so is. I'll be seeing that. Uh, supposedly, Antonio Banderas is incredible in it. Nice. As like the, the aging playboy. Okay. You know, because... He's still really handsome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I think Antonio Banderas at 70 will still be really handsome. Oh, totally. Just a good looking dude. Yeah. And he has that voice too, man. He's yeah. got an incredible voice. And, and it's in Spanish, so he'll sound even better. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Pedro film, man. Hell yeah. I love Pedro. Gotta sign up for his movies, Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fanboy of him. Yeah. Uh, October 11th, the Adams Family remake. Oh, right. God, can I skip this? Yeah, I'm skipping that for sure. I just don't care. I was never... This might be hot takey, but I was never really into the Adams Family to start with. No, not really either. Uh, Um, Yeah, I... I thought they said enough in the other movies. Yeah. Why does everything have to be remade? Yeah, I don't know. I guess money, right? To, yeah. Because at the end of the year, all the biggest, most successful, most, uh, m- the movies that make the most are based on established franchises or sequels or yeah. remakes. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, Gemini Man opens. I'm, I'm going to see it. Everybody loved it. The press okay. screens. Like I, I, I was shocked. <laughs> and people who are usually like really hardcore. <coughs> And like killing films like that, yeah, we're saying it's really good. Okay, it's, they're they're all saying see it in three D because Ang Lee is doing stuff. Oh, that okay. nobody's done. Wow, and I weirdly trust Ang Lee. That's true. I guess I should do that. I should approach it the way I approach Adam Sandler. If it's an Adam Sandler movie, I'm not in. But if it's Adam Sandler in somebody else's movie... Totally. If he's, okay. a, if he's in a Noah Baumbach film or a yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson film Hell or a yeah. Josh or Benny Safdie film. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Parasite opens. That's right. I don't, know, I don't know if it'll be wide, but seek it out. Find it. Uh, it Travel might, to see it. It might be the best film of the year. Yeah. According to Adrian, it's, but it is. It but, is. But uh, <laughs> I, I say it might be because my lists have not been... D- completely tabulated yeah and you're you're going to be watching all the best movies over the course of the next two and a half weeks 
Yeah, so, so I, I can't wait. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is it for the show, I think, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, hell yeah. And big shout out to Viv for programming world-class movies, man. And bringing in like Marriage Story and Ford versus Ferrari, like that's fucking insane. Yeah, those are late editions. Yeah. And The Laundromat, the new Steven Soderbergh yeah. film. Good for them. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm happy you're coming back for a day. Hell yeah. Maybe two. Maybe. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping we'll be able to record some stuff. Yeah, bring some friends in. That'd be dope because we don't, usually don't have a lot of friends. Yeah, record. like if you had your your brother on mm-hmm. and Will. Yeah, at Fantastic Fest. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, not usually not a lot of people come on, but yeah, uh, I'm I definitely want to be grabbing people. That'd be fun. So beware, I'm coming for you. Coming for you. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope you have fun at TwitchCon. Hell yeah! Thanks, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. Which uh, is cool because I know like a little while ago you weren't looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I was I was really off Twitch. Like they, they make bad decisions and they make the platform look bad. Um, but, you know, I, I took some time off. I went to Mixer and uh, Mixer did nothing with Ninja and the momentum they had going. So I was like, well, I've, I've spent a year and a half building a community on Twitch. Uh, Mixer is doing nothing for anybody, even Ninja. So let's just yeah. call this a failed experiment. The, the funny thing is, it, obviously, he's getting paid a ton of money. Yeah. But now he's stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's sucks. probably in a contract for a couple yeah. of years. And it sucks. Yeah. But he's probably getting paid like $10 million a year oh. or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was PewDiePie said that his friend Jack Septicai was approached and asked if he would stream on Mixer. And uh, when Ninja signed with them, he he apparently con- he reached out to them again. I was like, yo, is that offer still out there? Like, no, it's we spent all our money on Ninja. Wow. <laughs> so I like Jack Septicai. He's funny. I watch his walkthroughs and I get stuck in games. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. I've seen some of his stuff. He's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that that's about it for us until next time uh where can people find you in the meantime uh i am at sound jam 69 i'll be probably doing vif updates with all the movies i watch so if you're looking for ratings it'll probably be there and for podcast updates if you want to listen to the shows um and yeah that's about it for me cool I am on Twitter as well. I'm at Adrian underscore Charlie, and we technically have a, an account for the green screen of death. It's at the green underscore screen. And of course, you can find us everywhere. The best part about the green underscore screen Twitter account is Adrian like giving these like funny little burns. Oh, talking about how we're going to take over podcasting and stuff like that. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're, we're back to rescue film criticism and podcasting in general. And the funny thing is, I kind of honestly truly feel that way (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking but i'm not joking um i love what we do here man um you know i I really wish that we you know in a perfect world i wish we had a bigger audience but the people who are here the people who are listening our friends who we love uh, that's what we're doing this for so um you know uh, i i'd take the pepsi challenge with any other podcast but we can't but uh we'll just be content with what we have now <laughs> and i'll continue to throw in those little little nerdy because I'm, I'm like doing a heel turn oh, essentially totally, man. it made me laugh <laughs> i thought it was beautiful yeah yeah um adrian, but, adrian likes his little digs man i do yeah. i'm he, a drama queen you all think he's a nice guy but <laughs> he's, he's partially a heel man low-key i'm a heel i'm sipping tea when i'm at home browsing uh browsing twitter 
while my nails dry, all that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm mostly just having fun, but uh, I'm mostly joking, but mostly not. I'm fucking f- furious you didn't watch Downton Abbey in the theater this weekend. Oh, shit. I would love to have had your review of that film. <laughs> Here's my review. White people. <laughs> Doing white things. Totally. Getting upset over white people problems. And Adrian's favorite movies. That I can't understand and I never will. <laughs> Hack the planet. Hack the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to continue to record once we get settled from TwitchCon and from Viv and let the dust settle and I'd love to record at Viv because I'll definitely be there for a day maybe even a couple so we'll see the way things pan out hell yeah all right until next time everybody thanks for listening peace